Bam 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 Hello, everybody. It's Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. That's Misty Stinnett. I'm Lisa Linky, and we are here on a Tuesday, and it's your weekly beef. This is not your full frontal Friday. This is every other episode. We do not do a full book review, but instead we check in on any homework if there's any, or maybe we, you know, do some trivia or have a guest or uh, share some listener emails or, you know, do a thought provoking question. You know the drill if it's you've been here. It's time to show you what we're made of. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here naked. Also, it's uh, we great. It's all fantastic. We're here on these supplemental episodes. Episodes to just kind of fill in the blanks between reading a book and talking about I it. I got and... a blank space, baby. Ooh, that and I'll like... get self-help. Great. Self-help sounds... is often just torture. Okay. No? Oh, I love it. The I'm Taylor Swift it. song? The Taylor Swift song? Sure. I um, thought you liked Taylor Swift. I do, but I don't I don't recognize them unless I hear the whole song. Oh, I feel for all those listening, you know I did a great job. I don't you doubt that you did. They're on my side. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> Lisa's face just went, I'm not going to engage. <laughs> Today, Misty, yeah. we don't have any homework. We don't have any homework. No. No homework. Thank you. And yeah. you, my friend, yeah. um, uh, because we're in between. Yeah. So while you were away Thank you. gallivanting Thank at you. Disney World with Thank your you. best friends. And family. And family. Um, Scout looked so cute oh that God, whole trip. So adorable. Uh, Sav did this stellar review of All About Love by Bell Hooks. Amazing. So he kindly did not assign me homework from the first half of the book, and I just have homework coming up for the second half yeah. of the book. So but we're in between these. you'll have to listen to that next time. We're in between these. Yes, and so... Um, you have an article. I do have an article. And Jartical. A Jartical. <laughs> I hope that's not like accidentally a terrible Oh word. my God, I have a quick story. So Please. my friend Nancy, who I hope will come on the podcast and Nancy. talk about knitting. She's so funny. I love her so much. Her husband is friend. French. And um, so she speaks French. And um, when she went to meet his family for the first time in Paris or wherever they were living, and um, she, uh, the French say, like, I have a habit of, instead of saying, like, I'm really bad at her, I'm, I, you know, I should, mm-hmm. I should fix this. I have, I have a habit. And so everybody was eating and she started to say, and the whole table heard, and she said, j'ai la bite. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Which is, I have a penis. Yes, because beat. Yes. B-I-T-E. Yes. Was penis. And so she's, and they all, and so she turned to her, then I think fiance, her husband, she said, did I just say I have a penis? And he was like, yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I always think of that um, cosmetics brand, Bite. Uh-huh. B-I-T-E because you know they're like international and they just throw up billboards that say B-I-T-E and it's like in France that's just like having a picture of lipstick and penis which is very funny to me yeah yeah anyway well, <clears throat> you have Jarticle I've been reading a lot of Jarticles uh, a Sharticle thank you and this is again from greatest.com which oh, is Lisa's okay. favorite by your favorite writer Melissa Fabello PhD let's hear it <laughs> 
<clears throat> um, we shared an article on the last minisode with her as well. Uh, about, about the dangerous sex practices of cuffing. Cuffing season. Uh, uh, she, Melissa Fabello, PhD, is a social justice activist whose work focuses on body politics, beauty culture, and eating disorders. I don't get that from cuffing. Well, I mean, look, like you said, girls got to pay the bills. Girls got to pay the bills. Uh, Melissa, come on our podcast. So for those of you joining us within the last eight to ten months, <laughs> um, <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Uh, uh, why? Why? Why are you laughing? Because you're just so funny. Am I? You guys didn't see. She was trying to figure out how to pose that, and her hands were turning, and her shoulders were up. My great. upper body was fully engaged. Yes. Um, She's a visual storyteller. Thank you so much. Kinesthetic learner and speaker. So, uh, when the podcast started, I was with a long-term partner yes. of <clears throat> uh, officially seven years, eight and a half total. It was a big deal. And I now am not. And for those so, of you who are just joining <clears throat> in the last eight or ten months, um, <laughs> I have two dogs who are still living. <laughs> oh, I love that you said that. Wrigley and Zoe, and they're the best. They're old as fuck. Also, if you want to hear more about them, go listen to our episode where we were guests on Can I Pet Your Dog, the podcast. <gasps> yes, Wrigley. And we got to meet Tugboat. Oh, my God. He flew on a plane. Did you see that picture? No. You have to go check out there. Oh, my God. He's truly amazing. He is amazing. He's amazing. I met a new dog today named Stanley, who is like the tiny version of the the Valcor in Never Ending Story. (gasps) What? Is he long and white and fluffy? Yes, but he's tiny. I'm going to show you a picture right now, and you're going to lose your damn mind. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's so cute. And he's just like, oh my god. Yeah, he's so cute. If if Lisa gets permission from the dog owner's dog dad, maybe she'll put that on Instagram. Yeah, maybe. Uh, okay, so His anyway, my Stanley. my point in telling you this, yes. as preamble to this article. Yeah, sorry, we're, is am- we're I was in a relationship since before dating apps were invented. That's right. Now I am single. And now you're on all the apps. <clears throat> nope. I have never downloaded Tinder. She's on Grindr. I, I'm on She's Grindr. on Who's What's It. I'm on. She's um, on meetme.com. What's the one? Plenty of fish. Where's What's the one where you Fuck can me task with a rabbit? <laughs> Fuck me with a chainsaw. That's the one I'm most on. Thank you. Fuck me with a chainsaw. So that's from Heather's. Right. You remember that? Fuck me with a chainsaw gently. No, I can't stop it. Okay, so navigating this, navigating the politics, and um, learning about ghosting for the first time. Ooh, Ooh, Ooh I ghosting. got oh, scary and anxiety-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a. Uh, Partially ghosted for the first time. You got half ghosted. I got you got ghosted. Go. I got go. I got stood. Mm-hmm. Um, I said go, go, go. Warmth. I remember what happened. You were like, oh, I yeah. got ghosted. And then when I checked in, you were like, he actually texted. Yeah, he did text. But it was a long delay. He texted and was like, let's talk. Can you talk tomorrow? And I was like, yes, I can talk tomorrow. Then he never called me. Then that night he was like, so sorry. Can you talk tomorrow? And I was like. Uh huh. At this time, perpetual. And then he never called me again. So he double ghosted you. And then finally, like on the third day, he was like, "Can you talk?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then he (laughs) he (laughs) 
truly a nightmare. I hope you sent that as an audio file. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it it really was such a weird experience because it threw off. Um. Listen, longtime loyal listeners, lean in, come closer to mamas. Yes. 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 I hope that you will agree with me. Yes. Or I'm going to sound like a giant asshole no. when I say. I pride myself in being able to read people. <laughs> yes, you do. And and let me guess, being a good judge of character. Your radar was a little questioned off of a dating app. No, I went on four <laughs> dates with this guy, and the only reason I here's the thing: I didn't even want to share this part because it's so embarrassing it's and makes embarrassing. me so angry. But I feel like. Well, it is embarrassing when, like, your ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend listen to this podcast. They do? No, they don't. What am I saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you love how I was like, they do? Could you imagine? Why would they? Ew. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Well, let me say this. The number of people who get ghosted is astronomical wait so here but here's the thing and this is the last thing i'll say and then we'll dive into this article because you don't have all day and i don't want to talk about this i'm red and i'm turning hot i'm turning hot is that words <laughs> grammar maybe the ghoster will listen to this i doubt it yeah he's too busy saving lives <laughs> okay so this guy was great we went on four dates i liked him it's the first time I've liked anybody in a long time. It was exciting. He was an intellectual nerd, high emotional intelligence. But not really. Courteous. Well, that's what, that is what's so confusing, right? Yeah, yeah. Literally a doctor saving lives has to tell people, like, the surgery didn't work and your person died. Or, you know what I mean? Like, this is a person. But your assumption is that he has high emotional intelligence. In my experience in those interactions, he did. Yeah, listen, psychopaths are also really great. <gasps> Ted Bundy was a delight oh, until he killed people. Interesting. I'm not saying that you were about to be killed, and I'm not calling him a psychopath, but I'm gonna say thank I think you for ghosts, ghosting me. <laughs> ghosts are a little psychopathic. Well, it's it's interesting, isn't it? And he was three. He was. He is. He's living for now. No, <laughs> he's a ghost. So in my mind, he already dead to me. Yeah, and so so what's interesting is like we didn't even get to the part of. Because we only went out four times. We didn't even get to the conversation of like, what are you looking for? Do you want something casual? Do you want something long term? You know, so it's mm-hmm. like, it's not even like we knew what each other was looking for, et cetera. But it felt very connected and fun and intellectually engaged. And then out of nowhere, ghosted, right? So this yeah. was my first experience. I'm sure some of you are listening uh, and are being like, oh, please, bitch. Let's like, not, you've got. Let's not, get, let's not get in other people's heads. No, no, no. I bet let's not, no, but I'm like, saying, like, oh, there's people Misty. who are like, oh, I've been ghosted 10 times. But that doesn't or, change it. Yeah. I'm not undercutting any of your ghosting experience. Yeah. So um, if you remember from this self driven child, there's this acronym called NUTS, and it's the most stressful thing in the world. So Scrotums. That's it. Scrotums are very, very scary. That's it. <laughs> but nuts is an acronym. It stands for N is novelty. That's right. This has never happened before. U unpredictability. Uh-huh. There's no way you could have predicted this would happen. T, T threat to the ego. Uh huh. And, and S, S sense of control. So, so you have no sense of control. So this is why ghosting is a real. <clears throat> yeah, and it's also like so. For example, if somebody dies suddenly, that's why it's so scary, right? 
you never could have predicted it happened. It's a threat to the ego. No sense of control. Novelty. This is brand new to you. Know those sorts of things. So ghosting, actually, I learned because I, <laughs> you know me, read a lot of articles. You know this bitch did a deep dive. Right? But it it literally is, um, it sends you into the same fight or flight. Yeah. As an emergency situation, which I thought was really interesting because I was judging myself for, like, not being able to, you know, because. Well, I think if, if if you have that reaction, right, any yeah. any fearful reaction, your brain doesn't know the difference. Right. Yes. Your brain does not know the difference. Um, so. But not all ghosts make you feel that way. Not right. Not all people being ghosted have that reaction. Yes, exactly. So anyway, um, I found this article on greatest.com, and I thought uh, for anybody who's out there in the trenches with me, we're doing this, this could be fun to read. So it's called, So You're a Ghost Guy, Like to Disappear Guy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's supposed to be the Billie Eilish lyrics. Here's what I'll say about Melissa and her PhD in her writing. Mm -hmm. She's doing a great job embodying the brand's voice, and I think only a smart lady could do that. Great. Lisa hates it so much. Okay. Dear New Romantics. Is her degree from University of Phoenix? <laughs> is that the one that, like, isn't real anymore? It's online. Yeah. It's on. It's the online university. Right. It's from Trump University. All right. Dear New Romantics, hot damn, you've done it. You've gone on a few dates with a new Tinder cutie, but you find yourself exhausted by the idea of a committed relationship. They text you to see when you'd like to hang out again, and you make a mental note to text them back later. Quick question. Mm-hmm. How is this part of her social justice warrior? <laughs> cool. Just, if we're stopping the ghosting epidemic, great. Continue. Then it's helpful. Uh, so this is to a ghoster, right? This article. Yes. They text you to see when you'd like to hang out again, and you make a mental note to text them back later. Maybe. I mean, you're busy. The next day, they send another feeler text. By now, they're probably hoping you've been hospitalized to explain your absence, and they're suddenly turned. Oh, and you're suddenly turned off. This feels excessive for what you thought was casual. You're not exactly sure what you're looking for, but you feel like you'd know it if it was right in front of you. She didn't use enough crazy faces. <laughs> From text so good he can't ignore. If you want to, if you need a laugh, go listen to text so good he can't ignore our episode on it. Mm-hmm. Do not give any money to that book. book. All right. Uh, And that feels kind of rude to say, right? So you just don't say anything ever again. Or maybe you've convinced yourself that the two of you simply drifted apart due to a mismatch. But let's face it, you've ghosted. Ghosting, as we all know, is a disappearing act usually reserved for romantic relationships in which one person seemingly suddenly drops off the face of the planet. No more calls or texts, no more social media, and maybe even no more contact with mutuals. And if you've ghosted someone, I certainly have, oops, you're not alone. One-fifth of people have been a ghoster and one-quarter have been ghosted. I've ghosted people. Have you? But not after meeting them. Only like after texting briefly on yeah date on like a, on a dating app. There's one thing if communication falls apart before you've met. It's another thing entirely to have met people. Yeah, and imagine ghosting a friend. Like you have lunch with somebody new that you've just met. You wouldn't ghost them, right? Here's what here's what gets me about those those well. statistics though. <laughs> one fifth of people have been a ghoster and one quarter have been ghosted. Wouldn't it be the same number if there's a couple? No, because there's um, um, serial ghosters. Mm, oh, yeah, and not everybody ghosts every time. Thank you. That's math. Stam! Uh, the problem is people kind of hate it. Over 80% of people consider ghosting an unacceptable way to end short-term relationships. Rude. And almost 70% say they would think poorly of a ghoster. Rude. So why do we do it? 
I reached out to my friend and more importantly, brilliant sex educator Cameron Glover to get her take on why we ghost. She said, ghosting's appeal for the average person stems from simply the disconnection of personal accountability. That is, we ghost because it feels convenient. Maybe you find yourself less and less attracted to someone and it feels uncomfortable to name that. Maybe they said something that made you feel angry, frustrated, or embarrassed, and you want to avoid an awkward conversation about it. Maybe the relationship is casual, so you feel less responsible for the other person. If you're looking to end the connection in a less emotional and labor-intensive way, simply disappearing can feel like a practical mood. And that makes sense. Oh, excuse me, move. Practical move. Move. Nailed it. And that makes sense. In a dating culture where healthy communication skills aren't prioritized, the vulnerability involved in discussing our feelings can be terrifying. So if we can avoid it altogether, why not? Well, here's a why not. When I came to learn later in life uh, is that relationships take work. All relationships, whether it's a friend, partner, or casual hookup, connecting with someone, even briefly, comes with responsibility. Unless you feel unsafe, you are accountable to communicate your intentions, expectations, and yes, disinterest to others. Communication comes more naturally for some folks than for others. People with stronger growth beliefs that relationships involve intentional work to nurture are more likely to feel negatively toward ghosting and avoid engaging in it. But people with stronger destiny beliefs that relationships are faded tend to feel and do the opposite. Yep, the way you believe relationships should work can have a significant impact on your likelihood of ghosting. But the assumption that ghosting is a product of technology and social media, it may actually be less of a millennial problem than we think. Sure, the term just started to gain linguistic traction in 2006, but the practice of gradual disinterest and conflict avoidance may be as old as breakups themselves. According to research from 1984, breakups follow a behavioral script. Most things in our lives do. We expect and therefore follow a sequence of behaviors in any given situation. It's why when we watch a true crime documentary, we suspect the mom of murdering the child just because she didn't cry at the funeral. These scripts, like, hi, hello, when your child dies, you should cry at the funeral, are so deeply written into our psyches that we tend to follow them subconsciously. And breakups? Their behavioral script tends to be 16 steps long, according to a 1998 study. In long-term committed relationships, people tend to work through 16 stages before the relationship finally comes to an end. Before even considering communicating feelings and trying to work out problems, you may feel, one, growing disinterest, two, Lighting their shit on fire. That. Uh, two, attraction to others. And three, withdrawal from the relationship emotionally and physically. Those first three steps are interesting when considering short-term relationships because only afterward does the fourth step, trying to work things out, happen. For a potential ghost or in a casual relationship, though, that fourth step might never happen. And why would it? If you don't find the vulnerable conversation worthwhile, you can just start swiping to meet someone else who excites you. So when you ghost, you end the relationship at withdrawing permanently. Here's why doing that sucks. It hurts people. When you ghost, the script is halted and unfinished for your former romantic interest. They're left to their own devices to try to understand what went wrong and why they weren't even worth a simple breakup text. What is conflict avoidance for you is actually conflict perpetuation for someone else. As I learned from Christine Seitz, who is researching ghosting in the same doctoral program I graduated from, ambiguity and lack of closure is a recipe for increased anxiety. She explains... The mind is a meaning-making machine, and people will typically fill in the gaps with their own, often self-critical, story. 
And this was very true in my case. Like I was just like racking my brain for like some outrageous thing I said or some egregious of thing I course, did. Or like the brain works in story. And when you're missing yeah. a piece, you fill it in. Yeah, because when when you're just missing context for something, it's like, well, what could it possibly, you know, it's upsetting. Well, and it's easier to think that it's your fault so that you can control it. Right. It's interesting that your first piece of uh, your way to fill in the story blank isn't what a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a what an immature asshole. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, wow. What a disrespectful person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The only person who benefits from ghosting is a ghoster. And if you're a ghoster, especially if you ghost regularly, it might be because you're dodging the hard work of difficult feelings and conversations. And that's important to take a closer look at. What am I avoiding can be a helpful introspective question. Seeds suggest you reflect on what you're afraid of. Be curious of what comes up and to be intentional in unpacking it. But ghosting doesn't have to be our new normal. We can teach ourselves a new script for breakups that, while more vulnerable, is more responsible. I challenge you to strike a balance the next time you're considering ghosting. You don't have to plan a sit-down, in-person conversation, although you certainly can. A simple text like, thanks so much for our date. I'm going to explore other options, but good luck can go a long way. I encourage folks to end relationships with kindness and lucidity rather than with ambiguity, Seat says. One alternative to ghosting can be a simple and brief message, valuing the time together but stating the boundary. There is a healthy balance, Glover agrees. You can take responsibility and be upfront about your feelings but also have boundaries in place that remind folks that protecting your your emotional well-being is also important. We're more capable of doing both than we give ourselves credit for. To hold yourself accountable for communicating eventual disinterest, you can even outline from the get-go that you'd like to touch base 24 to 48 hours after each date to reevaluate how you feel about one another. And the author says, I do. I know. That's that's a lot. Communication is the cornerstone of any— Can you imagine ending a date and going, I'd like to touch base in 24 to 48 hours to reevaluate how we feel about each other? (laughs) so sexy. The person would go, actually, we don't need to. Actually, we're good. We're good right Um, here. Communication is the cornerstone of any healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need 24. I just— I can tell you right right now. now. Don't fucking call me. And insofar as it's safe, you owe it to people you're casually dating to be honest and upfront about how you're feeling. I just created a product, a service. I would like to invent an app or a function on a phone that lets you take out your contact information after you've shared it from oh, someone else. That's I know you fun. can block them, but I or really get a Google number. I would just like voice. if you've sent if you've shared your information and then they're texting and they're buck ass weird that you can just pay. I would pay buck ass weird. At that point, I would pay fifty dollars. I would pay seventy dollars yeah. to be like, please remove my information from their phone. Yeah, you know um, what did help me actually is because in the the nuts analogy. So having all four of those pieces at play is what's really hard. But if you can take one of those pieces back, um, namely usually the sense of control. And it's not about actual control. It's that sense of control. So I ghosted his ass. I blocked him on Instagram. And I instantly felt better. I like Because I did not need to see his like eight-pack abs playing beach volleyball at the sunset. That was beautiful and triggering. And also like... I can already tell I don't like this person. Oh yeah, I, don't I mean, like listen. This here's the problem: I didn't have enough time to really know or understand how I felt either. You know what I mean? Four dates is quick. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. I'm just getting to know. And oh, we were got okay. 
Bye. 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 Blessed and blocked, as Amanda (laughs) Seal says. Hilarious. Um, So that was really interesting. I also, if anybody wants to write us, and you do not have to, uh, we do not have to read this on the podcast, but if you want to commiserate with me with your ghosting stories, I am so here for it. We are gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. Also, let's read them. Also, let's read them. Tell us the name of these people and let's. First last name address. Let's shame them. Let's do it. Um, But anyway, that I I truly truly feel that if we are to create some because this is an epidemic. Like all of the wonderful, amazing people that I know have all been ghosted at some point or another, and it is becoming this really bad behavior. Listen, I don't think it's new. I just think now it's happening in technological form. But here's the thing. So I went on a date last night. And today I sent a text unprompted that was like, hey, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to meet. You seem really lovely. We have so much in common. I'm just feeling friendship vibes here. But thanks for being such a great date. And it was nice to meet you. That is not hard. You can literally save a script on your phone if you want to. Type out a template. I'm going to be very right now and say for where people are in their journey, it might be impossible. Mm, interesting. But then how do you go on dates in the first place if that's impossible? Uh, do you mean how do people have relationships when they yeah. aren't comfortable communicating relationships? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Look at the world. Oof. Look at the divorce rate. Oof. I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like if, if people – encourage their friends not to ghost if the person being ghosted called the ghoster out on it you know it just feels like we could like stamp out this discourtesy well (laughs) no can you stamp out the discourtesy of people cutting in line if everybody yeah if we as a society just all yelled the second someone cuts in line we all go (gasps) i just think that like some people are truly terrified of yeah of communicating and talk they are terrified of disappointing other people and they are terrified of sitting with the the knowledge that they've disappointed other people or sitting in others disappointment yeah and that takes emotional intelligence that takes practice we don't have a lot of opportunity for that but in like, this in this day but and age. you literally but if you're you can literally like send that text and then block but you, you don't still have to receive know the that you may have disappointed them, and that's too oh. much for some people. But don't you know you're disappointing them by doing nothing? No, mm. because you just don't you don't talk to them. You can live in whatever lie you tell yourself that like it wasn't a good fit. Well, you are taking a risk though that they will come back after like two weeks and be like, "What the fuck?" And then you can be like, "This person is really hostile." Oh wow. Wow, that People, is a convenient narrative, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. So I don't Ugh. disagree with you, but I feel like I'm just going to be very misty in this moment. Because mm. whenever we talk about, like, acknowledging white supremacy, I'm always yeah. like, what the fuck are people doing? And you're like, people are always on their own journey. They may just become aware that they have privilege. And I'm like, yeah. it's 2020. It's not okay. Yeah. And I'm always like, well, it depends where you grew up. It depends what so your awareness level is. if yeah. you 
grew up in a home where if you were uncomfortable, you did not talk. Right. You ignored, you avoided until it blew over. Right, 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 This is going to, or if you were in a home where a parent was incredibly disappointed if you didn't do what they wanted. Yeah. This would be, disappointing other people is going to be very difficult for you. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I just think whenever you remove... (laughs) <laughs> you know, technology removes us from face to face. So mm-hmm. anytime you add technology, it's going to be easier to not be as socially courteous. Yeah. I it guess would, so. if you knocked on somebody's door and they opened the door and didn't say anything to you and shut the door in your face, mm-hmm. which is the essence of a face to face ghosting, mm-hmm. you would not worry at all what was going on with that person. You would be like, Fuck that person. They're that is asshole. rude. That's uh-huh. really weird. I can't believe I wasted my time. That's true. But and they also would be really hard pressed to do that. Yeah, they would be much more uncomfortable disappointing somebody face to face. Yeah, that's this my opinion. Just, this is just one of those things for me that's hard to understand because that's not how I move through the world. And I just i I will say it. I've already vowed it to myself and my friends, but I will not ghost. That's great. After this experience, I mean, unless it's something like egregious and I don't feel safe or the person just seems like they will not hear it. Do you know what I mean? That's great. Anyway, you guys, thank you for listening. Yeah. This was dumb. Let's never talk about it again. We will. Okay. Life Life is is abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias. Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast. Twitter at G-H-Y podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.